Oh, Frenchie, you running from the interview? Yeah. Why are you running from the interview? Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not, you know I'm not the camera guy. Where you at? Right now, whatever, man. People got to know who you are, nigga. Uh-oh. This how you going to get known, Frenchie. Come on, Frenchie. We got a million people, Frenchie. Come here and fuck with us, nigga. Your seat you right here. You telling me and Mike, no? No, but your seat right Come here. On, your seat is right Frenchie. here, nigga. Your seat right. is right here. Come on, man. Another great episode of Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson and... Evan Britton. And listen, we got an episode here, nigga. This is an episode, man. We got the wonderful Wack 100. Nigga, Wack, talk to us, man. Wack 100. There's a million the people build. out there want to know who you are, baby. You know what I'm saying? I'm in the build, man. You know my man. People been telling me Mike been in town, you know. I, ain't well, I live here now. I live I'm here see, every that's what day. I'm saying. I ain't see gonna me, lie at every first. Day. Like, I didn't know why they was telling me that. They kept telling me, yo, Mike said he in town. You know, I grew up watching Mike whoop people ass, and then he kind of inspired me to kind of fight the way I was fighting. So, you know, I didn't know if Mike was in town. He was looking for me, if he wanted to talk to me, if he wanted to do something to me. Nah, so I, I you, was nigga. just like, I'm going to go down there. If he, if he want to fight, fuck it, we just going to fight. <laughs> Not for real. You know what I'm I love saying? you, nigga. I'm here with Mike. Hey, listen, one thing about Mike, he always embraced the culture. He never went Hollywood on us. Even when he was bigger than Hollywood, you could see Mike pulling up at a jack-in-the-box, getting out, going into the joint by himself. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if he was just crazy. Well, we thought he was crazy. We damn sure were going to try to fight him. And by all means, we wanted to protect Mike Tyson. That's all it was, though, man. I just, it was just what it was. Man... I just love being a black motherfucker in the hood, nigga. It's just nothing like it. Yo. And if you got some money, too, it's, oh, fuck, man. It's just a trip. You're a king. Yeah, the trip. You know what I mean? And this is really, oh, because I'm young, right? You see, sometimes I'm not good with rapping with girls when I'm young, right? So I see a girl, hey, whoa, she's looking at my car. Would you like that car? You yeah, know, you real. like that? This is your car now. Just come with me. And that's how. That's Listen, how, man, that's it ain't tricking if you got it. You know what I'm saying? And you know, at the end of the day. And that's what's so awesome about the black community, nigga. You want that motherfucking Mercedes, baby? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, man. Yo, she could have just left the house. Husband just cooked her breakfast and all that. But she in that Toyota Torcel. Mike talking about you want that Benz. You know what I'm saying? And he meant that. You know what I mean? And you gonna be all right too. You think you gonna be all right? You not gonna you not gonna be fucking limping and hurting. You gonna be cool. You gonna be happy. You wanna come by again? Yo, might listen. get an apartment next time. And you know what? We gotta establish our punchline too. You know, I'm whack one hundred. I'm very controversial. And the things I say, I mean the things I say. I say some things. Tell them who you are. Whack. I tell them who you are. Tell them who you are. Tell them what you shit did. That nigga. most people won't say. So I'm gonna say this because I'm riding with Mike, right or wrong. This is the punchline you're going to hear periodically when I just get mad and upset and I think about it. But everybody, it's going to go viral, but it's what it is. I got a bald head. I can't grow my hair. So it's like this. Fuck Don King. That's it. I said that. Y'all know what time it is. You ratchet motherfucker. You know what it is, and that's what it is. Fuck Don King, and we're going to keep it like that. That's interesting. Somebody told me fucked on King that other night when I was in Vegas. Because we yeah. rhyme with you, Mike. You know, hey, listen. You ain't even got to say you, Mike. But know what? what I learned in life? This is what I learned. I learned it um, late in life, too. Let shit go, man. You, no, listen. Yeah, we had let shit no, go. Listen, you let it go. Ah! You let it go. But see, Mike still, what I respect about Mike, 
is because he represent being all the way up, knocked all the way down. We talking about incarceration. We ain't talking about going bankrupt. We talking about incarceration. Then coming back home, right? And jumping back in the ring, right? And doing his thing, but he wasn't the same Mike he thought he was when he left and then happened to figure this shit out again, right? So when everybody thought it was over with, everybody was cracking the jokes. Oh, Mike in Vegas doing this. Mike got a comedy show. What the fuck's up with Mike? And we sit here and we look at Mike right now today, right? A lot of those people that was talking, they don't even got a platform to talk on, but right now we still talking on Mike's platform. Whether it's a ring, whether it's, it's, it's a resort, regards to what it is, Mike doing a lot of things in this world, and he blessing a lot of people. You know what it's come, that comes down that. to, brother? That's just not giving up. You know how this world, sometimes people who we think are friends, they see we go down and think we're never going to come back. No, that's real. They think it's over. They think there's nothing we can do for them anymore. It's no longer use for them to be involved with us. And then they come, then you see you come back, and next thing you know, they're back. But you know, what do you say to them? Normally, when I was young, I was like, get the fuck out of here. You wasn't bad. But now I just watch them and look at them. That's it. Plus, listen, I have witnessed the one person Mike Tyson is scared of. Ray Frenchie, you can vouch for this. His mother-in-law will whoop his motherfucking ass. Well, I love my mother-in-law. I've personally seen it. She crazier than everybody at the table. (laughs) Yo, Mike. Yo, Mike. You got the downest, most loyalist, craziest mother-in-law I ever met. I'm, I'm more afraid of my wife. You know, if a man a man has a wife and he's not afraid of his wife, he's not living his life right. She's yeah, the queen, right dude. He ain't living his, right, his life right if he's not afraid of his wife. Yeah, yeah you're right about that. We got our man Fred Frenchie in the building. He over here hiding, you know what Talk I'm saying? Talk to us, Frenchie, man. Hell Talk, yeah, Fred. You know Fred telling saying? people all the good Fred. things you've done for people and shit. Yeah, Fred Frenchie, man, you know, I'm going to tell you the things he's done for me. <clears throat> when I was trying to find my way in this touring business, he lent me a helping hand when I started managing game, and, and uh, he was like probably doing putting together seventy five percent of my shows out the gate of all my overseas um, dates for game. And on top of that, everybody he was working with, I think he knew he was making his move to do something bigger and better, and we'd get to that. But everybody he was working with, he would personally put me with him. And in this game, people don't do that. You know what I mean? They keep you away. They stay in the middle of it, but for maybe like two, three years, he put me with everybody, and next thing I know, shit, I flew to Dubai. He Actually, he flew us to Dubai. French picked us up in a drop-top Rolls Royce. We go to French condo. We on the 158th floor, what? and I'm looking at these plans on the wall, and it say fucking Mike Tyson. I'm like, what's going on? He tell what? me he's doing business with Mike, and now he got, it been two, three years, he got 17 <laughs> Mike Tyson fitness centers all through Europe. <laughs> Contracted to open up. Really? <clears throat> talk real. about when no, we gotta have him talk. Talk about when you first met me. When we first met him, wasn't friendly. Like, what the fuck? Oh, who shit, are you, man. nigga? When you're Yo, what happened, Hey, first of all, the first time I'm in camera, man. I, you guys got me, but it's cool. It's all love. Uh, first time I met Mike. Crazy, crazy story. Um, so I used to work for Universal Music, right? Like. Uh, I worked there for 2000, like 2003, 2008. So I went back to Europe. So I made all my contacts and everything. Don Robinson was the head of uh, International over there. Down, yeah. Told me, yo, man, like, you know, we're about to, it's like a big crisis going on in the U.S. right now. Like, you know, it's better that you make your move back to Europe. And then, you know, we're going to supply you artists. And then you're going to, you know, you help. You're going to help us and everything. So that's what I did. 
And uh, long story short, I was controlling like, probably like, independently 60% to 70% of all the you know, yeah, exactly. urban shows yeah. over there. So I was good. I received a phone call in 2009 uh, from um, ICM. Phone call from ICM <laughs> 2009. <laughs> and uh, they told me, hey, uh, you know, we, we, we know that, you know, you probably the only person who can help us like right now. I was like, all right, so what you need? Say, uh, we have a client in Italy. He's stuck over there. Like, you know, a promoter was supposed to come and bring them some, bring him some money or some stuff like that. And uh, it just vanished, you know. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, guys, you know, till, till then, like, the story is good, right? And he's like, all right, but, like, this is the trick. Like, the promoter, is, I mean, the, 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 uh, the, the, the talent, the client, is very mad. Oh, <laughs> the talent is very mad. Uh-huh. It's like, they told me some stuff, like, apparently was breaking stuff on, in a room and everything over there. I was like, <laughs> yo, who's that? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I said, who's that? Like, come on, man. And they didn't want to tell me. They said, can you help us, like, find something in Italy? And I was like, okay, like, but I need to know, you who know, the client who is. client is because you talk about some guy who's mad, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, uh, the, the, the promoter vanished. He's breaking stuff on, like you know, in the hotel room. I'm like, yo, who, who that crazy guy is? Like, uh-huh. you know? And uh, it's like, yo, uh, this Mike Tyson. Oh, I'm shit. like, hey, you know, Jimmy, I love you guys, but you know. <laughs> I'm not. So did you hey, end up in Italy? I, I don't need that money. Like that money. That did much, you, you know? go to Italy? But you know, they call me back. Tony Martin call me back. You know, that's they say they beg me and all that stuff. I say, okay, all right. I had. They gave me like 48 hours. Long story short, I found like you know gigs for for Mike Tyson like in 24 hours, like Dancing with the Star over there. We did, yeah. like you know, uh, another show like Ambrosia Night. And we're grinding because uh, we need money. <laughs> We need money right, right now. Yeah, I got like, kids. I got two yeah, new kids. Yeah, we need like, money. I got my kid with me in yeah, Europe yeah. going on fucking 14-hour flights and we're like, <laughs> yeah, no money. And then you, the promoter was supposed to give Mike like thirty or 40000 I found like one eighty or 200000 like, you know, off Quick. the rip. Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I made a contract with them and I was like, I'm good. He said, you don't want any uh, commission? I said, no, I don't need commission. You told me like, you know, he needs the money. I respect Mike. I never met him in my life. You yeah, know, yeah. he's the legend right there. Like, you know, I'm good. I don't need the pro, like the commission, whatever, blah, blah. All right, so cool. They called me the next day and say, yo, they need you over there. They want you to travel over there. I was like, man, come on, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> so they called me and say, uh, this is the hotel and everything, blah, blah. Anyway, I met uh, Mike's wife, who's my sister now. Like, you know, I met uh, uh, Mike's brother, mother-in-law, who's my mom now. And uh, Milan, Milan was uh, probably like six months, like yeah. six months. Yeah. And that's my baby right Ooh, there. Like, you know, now. like, yeah. So, you know, I met uh, all of them and we just clicked, you know. And the, he probably don't know that, but like, you know, what he done for me is like probably way more than like I've been doing for yeah, him. Yeah, your family. You know what I mean? He gave me exactly, you know, you know, you already know my, my, my you know. Yeah, I know your background. Your background. So, you know, that, this, this thing is like, you know. More than I never had any contract with Mike, no nothing, no like you know, it's just love, all in yeah, love. Like, I mean, know, that's I'm, the best way to do that's it. That's the best way to do it. You know, was he scary at first? Man, like 
But the, the 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 crazy thing is that like yeah of course it was I was on medicine was, back like, then I was, was opiates back then I would need to fucking I, I have met, pain I was on kind of medicine back then nigga. I met manic Mike like I don't know if I can say this but I think was, I was on cocaine back then too yeah I think I was on cocaine yeah I was on cocaine yeah like it was crazy but I'm insomniac he's insomniac so we. I think he came to my oh, room one sleep. day. He can't sleep. He came to my room one day, and, and we had the conversation. And I was like, "Damn, like he's deep," because yeah, I never yeah, met yeah. like you know. All now you're getting a chance to a meet chance Mike. To meet real, yeah. you know, yeah, Mike. Yeah. So he's deep, and we're talking about stuff. He was talking about <laughs> stuff about me and my country and stuff like that. I didn't even know this guy yeah, was yeah, like, "Yo, yeah. that's." But those don't know Frenchie <laughs> from the Congo. <laughs> I don't know if y'all watched that Netflix that Netflix series, <laughs> The oh, Beast of All shit, Nations. Dude. You know what I'm saying? As humble and calm as he is, right, um, you had one side that was kind of like the rebels fighting the government and the government fighting the other side. And you had these little kids, these little kids that was brainwashing to be soldiers. You know what I mean? You seen them cutting them and putting gunpowder in their wounds, like trying to make them feel like they were immortal and shit like that. Right. Well, a lot of people don't know is Frenchie was one of those little kids. You know what I'm saying? He come from the Congo, like for real. You know what I mean? Like, Frenchie can't even go to jail in the United States of America. He got diplomatic immunity because he survived that shit, and he did what he had to do for his country. So for him to be as humble as he is, <clears throat> right? And 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 I watched him. I, I'll never forget. We made like 50 grand together or some shit, right? And uh, we cut it up. And Frenchie sent everything but about 500 bucks back home to his, his sister and his mother and stuff. I think one of his, somebody was in college at the time, French. Who was uh, at the time? Uh, my, so, brother was the brother? In, my brother was in, uh, I paid for my brother's, like, you know, uh, low school, like, you know, low yeah, school. Yeah, so. you know what I'm saying? So to <laughs> see him hustling, not for himself, but 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 to, to take care of his friend. He got deep roots. Like, he got crazy-ass uncles that literally was controlled the military over there in the Congo. So he could have went all kind of ways, but somehow his ass find it, found itself in fucking America tied into everybody. And it's crazy. Whenever you mention Frenchie's name to anybody, it's the same response. You know what I'm saying? You know, to the ladies, I keep telling y'all, this man ain't married with no children. Y'all tripping. <laughs> y'all on, man. Hey, tripping. I'm almost married. <laughs> Almost, oh, shit, you been keeping the secret? Yeah, this girl back, where she at? Australia. In Australia. Oh, that's why you that's been where in Australia. That's where just came from. Yo, I was telling myself, he, I'm like, he must be but built. But whack, but whack, but this is an interesting guy, right? A guy oh, like me, shit. I couldn't leave my wife or woman for that long a period of time, then come back. No. You know what? He goes for periods of time, man. Wow. You need um a traveling partner. <laughs> hey, actually, my, my, my girl, she's a, a flight attendant. Well, that's easy. She's oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah, she free, can travel. Free. Yeah, she traveled a lot. Wow, dude. Don't tell me she went for Emirates. Thanks for bringing she that out, Wack. Oh, <laughs> shit. Wack, thank you for illuminating <laughs> yeah. that for us. Yeah, nah, Frenchie, our brother. Frenchie's right? the man. I love Frenchie. Nah, I didn't nah, know Frenchie's all that. Frenchie's brother, right? I mean, yeah. listen. It's you know, amazing, dude. And you didn't even want to come in here. That's like the best story no, we've man. had Nobody in this room, wouldn't have bro. gotten Frenchie. Hey. It would have taken me and Mike Tyson to get Frenchie. Hey, that's true. Yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm not a camera guy. Like, I like to be in the background, but, you know, that's... It is what it I is. just had a promoter call me the other day <laughs> talking about, man, some fucking guy named Frenchie. I said, hold on one second before we continue this conversation. 
I clicked over and called Frenchie. Frenchie, what I tell him as soon as you got on the phone? Hey, man. I was so embarrassed, like, for real, man. Like, <laughs> Motherfucker, don't you ever address him as some guy named Frenchie. Frenchie got the, he probably the only dude got the right to speak for me. <clears throat> he can speak for me. Like, he can go in there. If I'm not there, and he can speak for me without me knowing. He can negotiate for me. Because <clears throat> one thing I know. Well, like, you're a manager. Yeah. Music talent. Yeah, I managed some crazy motherfuckers. Tell them like, that's I'm an old death row head, so I damn near managed Suge Knight for a period of time. Wow. And Suge was probably one of my first teachers in this game. You know what I mean? He he showed me a lot. Suge wanted, Suge's a dude that, like, even though I don't get along with him, you know what I mean? We may argue, fuss, and fight. I still watch and make sure he's straight and make sure he's all right. Um, but um, the game, and I took the game. French watched me when, when they tried to ruin the game. You know, when Interscope tried to put him on the shelf and, and tie him up for a couple of years, I took hold of that and, and made sure that didn't happen. You know, we still surviving. We still doing great today. Um, I, I linked up with uh, Birdman uh, from Cash Money, and um, he, uh, him and Slim gave me the blessings to start Cash Money West. Through that, I, I signed Blueface. Hmm. So Blueface is our new talent. He's doing well right now. Um, um, also got Ray J You know me and Ray J Go back Yeah he was to here too Him and Game Boy Ray yeah. the sex tape And sexy cat eye And all kind of crazy shit We've been through That's still little brother He's heavy in the tech world Right now um, Yeah And uh, we, I got a couple more Acts I'm signing So you know We getting on into a lot I got a joint venture With Nick Cannon right now uh, You know awesome. I went I went to fucking uh, To the Bronx Right And I seen these kids Running around I'm like yo What's up with these kids Diapers Right They're like Oh yeah That's this diaper Called fitties It really doesn't absorb It's just there To catch the You know The feces and shit Right So Mm. you know It kind of like Bothered me a little bit Right So I started doing My research on on Diapers Right So I ran into These females At the uh, cheerleading Situation You know My daughter Does the traveling Cheerleading Right She's like a Level 5 flyer She does all that stuff Right so I'm talking to the ladies. They talking about a feminine product called Cherish that you got to order over the internet. You can't buy in the store. And they start talking about um, um, uh, fibroids and thyroids and all kind of stuff because of the kickback. Of mm. what, right? But this Cherish material absorbs everything. So I started doing my research, and I had the people create a diaper for me. So right, so the diaper now has a 14-hour absorbent. So uh, I was doing a lot of business with Nick Cannon at the time, and um, – I was trying to come up with a name for the diaper. Like, what could I call the diaper, right? So I did a license deal with Nick Cannon. I called the diaper incredible. It's incredible diapers, right? So now I'm like, okay, well, I want to create a diaper for the hood that's just as good, if not better, as Huggies and Pampers for the, you know, the, the yes. people that don't have all that money. So yes. I was able to, to get the cost down for a pack of 20 for $7.77. Amazing. I got a contract with the Bodega Association, you know what I mean, throughout uh, um, Jersey, Connecticut, and New York. So I'll awesome. start promoting over there. We're on the last phases of testing. Um, BV Labs over here, Europe, are already passed with flying colors. So when it's done doing its thing over here, then we, we'll launch that. Tell me this. That's great, man. This is awesome. Tell me, let me tell you this. This is interesting. I had a friend that did that had beautiful diapers, hmm. awesome diapers. And he said, Mike, um, Put this in the store over there. Your friends still asking where they put this in the store. And so, I, you know, I, I yeah. want to help somebody. I grabbed it up and said, yo, man, put this in your store. He said, Mike, I can't because I have a contract with um, Pampers. Mm. What? Tell me about exactly. that. I said, tell me about that. I have, um, I have a legal contact, um, contract. I can't um, 
carry nobody else's diapers but theirs. Exactly. My contract. Oh, so you know about that. So, so I said, wow. So I said, um, I never knew anything. I'm young. I'm 21. Yeah. I'm, I just, you know, so I'm yeah. thinking, like, fuck it. That's my friend. I look at the, the golf ball. Put this on your shelf. Yeah, I, don't, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm yeah. just a young nigga. I don't Yo, know. Fuck with Pampers. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So he explains it to me. He said, no, Mike, I can't. But just put it. No, Mike, I can't because I got to sell this. I'm going to get in trouble if I don't if I put anything else on exactly. my shelf. I said, fuck. And so that's what I want to tell you. How are you able to do that? Mm, well, see, see, what I did was, what I want to do is not just sell the diapers, right? So I went to New York because, as you understand, New York, like we got liquor stores. They have bodegas. Yes, yeah. bodegas. And the bodegas All are night. ran by a bodega association. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? And in these bodegas, it's a lot of the smaller products because the area is just like it's like zero income to maybe twenty, thirty thousand. And bodegas are twenty four yeah. hours. Twenty four yes. hours. So yes. it's like sixty thousand bodegas throughout the tri state. So what I'm going to do is once we launch these diapers, right? Then you'll look up, and I'm going to send um, the testing, the eye visual testing into the schools, right? Compliments of incredible diapers. A lot of these kids are failing because not because they can't read, they can't see. They can't see. They just don't know it. They because need glasses. When you, yeah, when, when you're in these low-income areas, man, people are trying to survive. People are waking up every day, making sure it's food on the table, yeah. it's water, it's clothes on their back. They really don't have time the house. to deal with those little intricate things, you know what I mean? For us, Jackie giveaway, we want to sponsor kids to, to get them to college. I, I even want to, I even, what I'm definitely going to do, like my part of my marketing plan, we all remember Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, yeah. right? The golden ticket, right? So I got this thing I created called the golden diaper. So every quarter, if you get that packet with the golden diaper, the first time it may be a $10,000 cash prize. The next time we may step in and pay your oh. rent up for 12 months. Next time we'll give you a thousand dollar gift card to go grocery shopping for twelve months. These are things that I knew when I was younger. My mother knew her awesome. rent was paid up for twelve months, or she had a thousand dollar card to go shopping for the next twelve is months. Is it guaranteed your rent's gonna be paid? Is it like just no, a yeah, no. If you get that uh. golden, if you get that pack, yeah, then we're gonna come right where you at. We're gonna cover your rent for the next twelve. That's what the prize is. What a if the prize is ten thousand, we're gonna give you that. If it's a new car, we're gonna give you that. If if it's the family, we send the family on a big mic. As you know, we all know you got families in the ghetto, brother. That if you told them they have five first class tickets. To mm. goddamn London, they wouldn't even know how to go to the airport right. and get the ticket. So I want to be able to send a family someplace to go. Right, hey, to listen, see, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I right now don't know how to do that. That's crazy. I right now don't know how. To, if you <laughs> were to give me some money, if I had some money or a credit card, you say go get a ticket. I wouldn't know the first thing. I would just know I need a ticket, but I wouldn't know how to do it. What type of ticket you need? What would you want to? T- I wouldn't know what. I wouldn't know. What I, would, I wouldn't know yes. what a ticket costs. So right now I don't know what a fucking ticket costs from here to Vegas. Yeah. So what I want to do is not. Is I want to. <clears throat> I want to make right? incredible diapers. I've never done that before in my life. Oh, the community, not just we making profit off of them. Yeah. I want people when they see that incredible thing to say, "Oh shit." They gave my kids a, a, a grant to go to school. They, you know, I want to go to the local schools and, and upgrade the book system or Hell bring yeah. the iPod system, you know, bring that something. Then I want to sit there two, three years. I'm not going to, I can go to Walmart. I can go anywhere I want to go, but I want to sit here in these communities. You know what I mean? Help. Let's, let's go rebuild a house with somebody. You know what I mean? Let's go see whose roofs are leaking or who, you know, anything that's going on, have that hotline. You know what I mean? I want to create an um, a incredible anti-bullying system to where a person could literally go on the internet 
and say this kid leaving this school is getting so bullied in this area. So you prepare for that to happen right now. Yeah, right yeah. now you prepare to go yeah. and clean so some, clean, a, clean gonna, out. Yeah, a, I mean, we got to start. A, a, a fucking abandoned lot. Yeah, we got to start. Exactly. Because, see, Mike, coming into it, it's not really Let's more, more it, profit bro. for me, right? Because what's going to happen with me is after two, three years, these bigger companies see what I'm doing. And they see the volume I'm moving, right? Now, you know how many people are in the tri-state. The bigger companies going to say, well, shit, he's operating at a lower cost. And he's moving this independent, right? They're going to come anyway and help me make the situation bigger. So right now, it's really to give back to the people. Like, we may not realize it because we, as babies, we can't talk. But you know what that means for that baby not to experience a diaper rash? My, my product, we can pour a, a, a liter of ginger ale in there and mush it against your face and you won't feel nothing. Wow. 14-hour absorbent. Awesome, man. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm doing that. Um, it's a few other things we're doing. I'm about to bring back the uh, Mike might remember. Remember the OG Quick and Split burger stands? Fuck no. You remember Quick and Split? <laughs> no way. Yeah, so we had Quick and Split <laughs> back in the greater LA. So I just got with the family, you know, that their parents had passed away and it went to the wayside. So they wanted me to help them bring that back. Somebody helped them bring that dream, you know, wake that dream back up and continue doing a lot of music and um, cross branding and, and, you know, helping the community. And, um, you know, shout out to my team. You know what I mean? Out here in Greater LA, if you realize, Frenchie, you watched us do it in the last ten years. You have seen minimum gang violence in the hip hop community. Know what I mean? Mike, you remember, motherfuckers couldn't go to no clubs, and it's a blood driven thing without the Crips showing up, and vice versa. Yeah. But you know, we created a table <clears throat> of bloods and Crips to where within this music industry that when it's a problem it comes to the table and then we deal with it the right way it's supposed to be dealt with it was at one point That's in time awesome. Snoop and Game couldn't even get insurance to even go in buildings out here because wow. of the, 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 the violence yeah. you know what I mean so you know uh, Wacko out of Westside Paru Compton Big U out the Rolling 60s um, Bob out of Carver Park um, Blue out of Long Beach Insane yeah. you know Top Dog TDE out of Bounty Hunters you know the list goes on and on there's about 10 of us Deco out of 8, 9 East Coast um, that really sit at this table, and we we help keep people. Did safe. you know Tuki? No, nah, I didn't know Tuki personally, but definitely knew of Tuki. Tuki was in prison. You know, Tuki, the penitentiary system, fucking late seventies or early eighties or some shit. Hmm. Do you feel like um, Nipsey's death brought those two groups together even more? Well, or how do you? <clears throat> no, nah, I mean, I, no, nah, I know that. In I know the politics of that, right? Yeah, and I, and I got to set the record straight. I feel like Nipsey's death definitely um, started the conversation. But what ignited that movement was a guy named Big U. They called him Draws from Rolling 60s. Mm. And Nipsey was from Rolling 60s. Mm. And it really took his voice because it was him that summons everybody to show up on Crenshaw and Slauson. Mm. It just didn't happen because of Nipsey's death because Nipsey's death was internal. Mm. A rolling 60 killed the rolling 60. Oh. So it took <clears throat> Big U. And a lot of people don't know he has a company called Developing Options. For the last 10 years, he's been having contracts with the city to um, help um, control the gang violence. He's been having it down about 30 40% in that Crenshaw area, which is some serious That's significant, numbers. right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, um, <clears throat> rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. But his, his, his death definitely ignited the conversation. But Big U's been promoting and pushing this for the last 10 years. Yeah. So it really kind of like woke people up. Yeah. Because it was an internal thing. It's like a rolling 60 killed a rolling 60. But Big U took it upon itself not to just shed the light on the rolling 60 to say, oh, man, be, feel sorry for us. He said, you know what? Let's take my little homeboy, Death, mm. 
a genocide that happened within our tribe. And you know what? Let's bring all of us together. Mm. And that's what was big about that. Yeah. Black, <clears throat> where are you based? New York or L.A.? No, Los Angeles. L.A.? Yeah, Los Angeles. When did you first meet Mike? I first met Mike personally about a year ago um, at his fucking... Oh, um, really? <laughs> At his comedy act. <laughs> I went there. I went out there to meet him. I met his mother-in-law. Frenchie brought me out. And I'm telling myself, okay, I got to see Mike do comedy. Frenchie telling me, watch it on the internet. I didn't want to watch shit on the internet. I'm like, it's no fucking way Mike Tyson's funny. First of all, <laughs> I didn't want to put them together. No, <laughs> hell no. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah, 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 yeah he don't put them together. No, I, yeah, I have to say not, that. Not because you know why? <laughs> it's like dynamite. Not because, yeah. Fritz, you know, you got the mentality of two people that when it comes down to it, we can be very irrational if that's what we want to be. It's hard to stop that, that train from coming. But I sat here and I'm like, I'm laughing. And the reason why I'm laughing because Mike is so comfortable with talking about himself. See, most comedians go in and they talk about other people. He's talking about himself, and you didn't realize how fucked up shit it got for Mike yeah, until no, you no. hear Mike talking about it. <laughs> you know, he started saying, oh, man, I was in the cage fighting. I'm like, no shit. I remember that shit. Remember the tabloid report? Mike Tyson's in the cage. Like a, they were saying all kind of crazy shit, right? But to hear him get up there and actually talk about himself, then he had these clips going on behind him. Oh, man, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking right here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so to see that and to be able to see a man of his statue come from where he come from, to have that sense of humor and to embrace yes, whatever gifts. Brother, they got a picture of me that using my show with me. I didn't even know it. I got cocaine all over my nose. <laughs> a picture. No. Somebody took a picture of me. Cocaine. Where were you? I don't know. No. I got cocaine. <laughs> wipe my fucking lips. And white. I'm thinking. I'm. And I don't see. And the people are looking. They took a picture. And I see it. Oh shit. Oh no. I thought I was going to jail for some reason. I didn't know. I the fuck cocaine. The whole world seen I'm a cocaine. Yeah, you know, but see, what, what I'm saying is, I'm the cocaine. He lets people know where I came from and where I've been. They come from. Where I come from a small city. I'll Side of Los Angeles City called Pacoima. So everybody in the city of Pacoima was fucking Mike Tyson fans. Everybody thought they was Mike Tyson. Everybody started boxing. All of a sudden, it was fucking uh, uh, punching bags hanging from the trees in the backyard. It was all Mike Tyson driven. You know what I mean? So it was like, and, and be able to years later to go to, I've been to the penitentiary. I was the first minor in the state of California. They sent me to prison at 16 years old. I was in Solid Ass State Penitentiary. So to go through all that, survive all these gang wars, all these attempts of my you, life. When you're in Solid Dad, what they do? Do they talk to you about what's the, what's the nigga was in Solid Dad? Solid Dad, bro. What I'm was that guy named? George, George Jackson. 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 Do they talk about that nigga? Everybody. He def- listen, I'm going to keep it real. Anybody who been to Solid Dad when it was Solid Dad back in those days, late 80s, early 90s, right? I don't give a fuck how tough you are. And at this point, I thought I was invincible. Listen. When the judge said because I was a minor, they said, well, CYA won't accept you. I don't know what to do with you. If I give you a 10-year reduction from 17 years to 7 years, will you sign waiver papers so I can send you to state prison to a men's facility? I hurried up and signed them. I didn't give a fuck. Frenchie, that's that picture I post up on Instagram. So I was, I felt like I was ready for it. Let me tell you something. When you pull up in them Solidad gates, and this whack 100 telling you this shit. And you see them gun towers, them old prison guards with a billy club. They ain't even black. The motherfuckers is chrome, right? Every gangster thug says, what the fuck did I just get myself into? Then you go on the intake and you got like four or five tiers of these little windows. Everybody looking at you. Now it's time to hit the yard. 
And when I tell you up there, you got the Northanos, which get into it with the Sureños. You got the Bay Area card, which clicks with the Bloods. You got the Crip card. You got the San Diego card. Then you got the Paisas, which we call the Mexicans from Mexico who don't really speak English. Then you got the Woods. The white boys call themselves Woods in there. The you know what I mean? Woods. Then you got the NLRs outside of the Woods, the Nazi lowriders. Then you got the BGF. You got the Vanguards. Then you got the Muslims. Then you got the Christians. Then you got the homosexual community. And every and known, everybody's capable of killing you. Everybody. <laughs> this what the fuck you Everybody's capable of killing but you. But in that prison, in that prison is where I can honestly say, I stopped gang banging me and I stopped hating the crip because something happened to me in that prison that, that made me wake up. It was a war going on between the blacks and Hispanics. And, um, you know, we was all to come out to the yard and all the blacks was together against the Hispanics. At this time, the, the Sudanios, the South Side Hispanics had united. They wasn't beefing with each other no more. They called the shot that we all come together and our mission is to get rid of everything black. So we were still going at each other, Crips and Bloods, while they all came together. So mm-hmm. already outnumbered us three, four to one, right? So I was working in the kitchen at the time, and I stole. I remember I went to, they had a bread rack, thin rods. So I broke down the rods, like 13, 14 rods, and I snuck them back, and I passed them out, right? All Bloods. So we come out to the yard. We doing our thing. Some people go to the hole. Some people make it back to the yard, right? So maybe two, three days later, after this situation, they come to my cell and say, Jones, roll it up. Before that, on the yard, it's a dude named Three Finger Louie from Harlem Crip who called my name. It was a Mexican dude had me for my blind side, probably was going to take my life. So Three Finger Louie saved my life during the war. So let's establish that. Two days later, I make it back to the cell. They said, we got to roll it up. I said, for what reason? They said, well, we heard you provided weapons for the war. So I'm thinking to myself, who's my enemy? <clears throat> Crip that saved my life or one of these bloods that told on me because they the only ones I gave knives to. So from that day forward, I never asked nobody where they was from. <clears throat> if I see you, I approach you as a man, as a black man. If you wanted to gangbang, fuck it. I was real versed at that. We could do that. But I started to see life different. You know what I mean? And and, and that that was one of the major changes. Frenchie's been around me. He knows my politics. I can have, I can be by myself with 10 of my Crip partners and you would never know it. Because the only reason why we're from where we're from, because our mother, our grandmother, our father raised up over, raised us over there. Nobody took a test to say, okay, because of your test results, you from Hoover, or you from Compton, or you from Watts, or you a Crip, or you a Blood, or you a Paru. It's just that's what we was raised up as, and gangs really was formed to protect the black communities, and then it just went to where it went to. It's been that way, it's been that way since the beginning of tribal. Yeah. It's just gangs been in. It's just yeah. been there since back the beginning in the Zulu of Nation. No, back to the beginning of time. Yeah, the first crew, the first people that came together, prehistoric to help each together. other. Yeah, yeah. So it's always been that. But you know, I'm happy to survive it. I'm happy to be here to uh, teach the people coming up under me. You know what I mean? Something different than the hatred I grew up on. Because a lot of these kids is gang banging, and they don't even know why they dislike the people across the street. They just know the people said don't like them. You know, I'm lot of fucking a lot of these wars start over bullshit, a pair of shoes, a jacket, you know, a, a, a female, some shit that had really nothing to do with the streets. But because the dude that happened with hadn't been the dude calling the shots. That's just where it went. You know what I mean? This word politics is defined as something totally different. 
when you when you in the ghetto, Mike. You know that it's like a this principal thing. It's people in jail right now because they killed the motherfucker over five dollar dice game because of the principle that you did that to me, and people was watching. You know what I mean? It's really an act of craziness, but we we we, we just won't say that. But it's been like, like again, I'm talking about gangs, black gangs, and that most Latino. There's been the only gangs that have been caught in that. Vicious cycle where they can never yeah. get out of the gangs. Most of when you see the Irish gangs, the type, these guys have been killed. They had been gangs when they were 10, 13 years. They came up from the ghetto yeah. and then they went to school. They made it. Somebody mentored them eventually. They got the, all these marks off their record. Now they're the governor. They're the mayor. Yeah, that's crazy. They're the president. Right. And once they were gangs. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, that's real. Even the Harvard League, the Yale, Oxford, they have their gangs. It's just who it is. It's who we are as nature. We're, we're going to die alone. We're going to deal with God and face him alone. But in life, we have to live together. Mm-hmm. Well, that's real. That's def- you definitely have to you do know? that. Because, you know, I, I've learned and experienced so much being able to mix with other, other cultures. Like being able to go to New York, you know, and go up to, to Harlem with K. Slay. You know, or go up to the Bronx, you know, with Pistol Pete. Or go down there to Brooklyn, you know, with Uncle Murder. Or, or, or you know, down to Sugar Hill. With, Uncle Murder's the man. Yeah, with, right? you know, with my BPE people. Just to be able to, you know, or go to Brooklyn with Special. Or drop in Atlanta with P and my QC team. Or, you know, drop in the, in the, in the Texas. You know what I mean? And, 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 you know, watch our man down there in Houston do his thing. Uh, what's, what's the homie name? Name, uh, uh, no, Bun. Bro, the bro- Mike. no, that's the brother that does all the help the flood victims and all that. The rap, he rap too. Not Bun B, right? No, not Bun B. The other brother, another solid brother. Um, um, Trey, Trey the Truth. Tra- go Tra- down Tra- there with Tra- Trey the Truth mm-hmm. and to see the things he's doing. Even be, Slim Tug, yeah, man, and, and be able to go yeah. to Miami and 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 and, and feel the embrace of, of headliner Mike down there and all these people is like to be able to come from where I come from and be able to experience these different things, these different cultures. Um, it's a blessing, but it also it's also it also something you got to learn to control. You know, like I've been in Moscow. I think the most craziest shit I did was in Moscow. <laughs> Moscow's the craziest this place. No, obviously the, 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 the craziest civilization. The most craziest shit in the world. I did. That's the civilization. This when I realized, it's beautiful. It's beautiful <laughs> shit. Moscow man, made me beautiful. realize that I had a beautiful. fucking mental problem. Yeah, but these guys crazy. The I Moscow had a mental problem. It made me realize what? No, it made you realize everybody in Moscow has a mental problem. Listen, <laughs> we do the show. Somebody book us for an after party, right? We out there with game on our on our on our on our tour, right? So we get to Moscow. When you get to the hotel, it's like a fucking airport. You got to run your luggage through the, through the scanner, right? So we do the show. We go to the after party. We go like two stories down on the ground or some shit, and it's like some brothel type shit. You like beds and all kind of shit. So we're in the VIP. I they know how we, to treat you in Moscow. I figure we do our hour, and we get out of here, right? <laughs> so somewhere in there, I guess the dude tells the promoter, that we supposed to do a fucking performing. I said, nah, we, we just here to host and be here. We're not performing. Man, just perform for an hour. You know how games voice is. I got to rest him, right? A dude tell, I said, matter of fact, call my ground up. Now, this is where, and Mike understands this shit. When you dealing with us over here, bro, no matter where we at, it's just going to be what it's going to be. Dude tells me, fuck that. Nobody going nowhere until you do the show. You in <laughs> Moscow. He said some crazy shit, some crazy shit, some crazy shit. Only I forgot I was in Moscow. And everybody in Moscow smoked the gangster. So the minute he said that, the minute he said that, I broke his mother. Remember, I, I get off on him. I'm thinking like we in motherfucking South Central LA and the homies outside. We two stories down, the ground he's in control of. I don't know how to get out the fucking building. So when I get off on him, my whole band is all ex-convicts but one dude. 
Fucking EP. EP. Everybody else is ex-convicts, been to the feds and everything. <laughs> God, now we no. all fighting in fucking Moscow on a brothel. Under the underground. underground. <laughs> so what, listen, so this, I never told nobody this, but I'm going to keep it real since Mike's show, right? <laughs> so we make it out of there. We get the driver. We get back. But you know all those fucking hotels are in Moscow. The rooms are like, the windows is like right on the street. <laughs> you can't book an early flight because the airport is closed. You just thought I was fucking Malcolm X peeking out that window all night. <laughs> Only I didn't have nothing but a broom because we had no firearms. I'm nervous as a motherfucker. Our flight left at 12. I told the ground to be there at 6 a.m. And you know, in Russia, they rolling crews. Hey, listen, bro. They I thought they crews, was coming. Nigga. Hey, listen. Shout out to Moscow for not coming to kill my punk ass. I don't apologize for the right hook. I did what I had to do with my impulse. But shout out to Moscow for not coming to get me because I thought they was coming to get me. <laughs> hey man, hey, that's for real. insane, bro. Hey, for real, I swear, bro. Amazing. I swear, I was like that night. I said, Thank you know, God you got, got a got fucking out. problem, whack. Yeah, yeah. You're in Moscow. Hey, bro. I mean, you were on impulse. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I didn't know how to yeah. receive that as a man. Yeah. Fuck that. You ain't going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know how to hear that, Mike. Like, you know what, what I'm saying, Mike? You didn't had a few situations, Man, nigga. Let me tell you this thing. I'm in Moscow, right? I, um, I'm with a friend, and so um, this guy that I met and um, I was doing a trip. I was in um, Turkey at the Formula One. So I met a guy, and he said, "I'm gonna have somebody set you up, me you up when I get to Moscow." So I get to Moscow, and these guys come in limousines, right? Me and my friend, they put us in the car. And it's weird. They don't talk to us. They take us. And they drive us to this big, beautiful mansion. mansion. It's just beautiful. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? You go in there. It's marble. It's glass. It's a beautiful big mansion. I'm 40,000 square feet. It's just beautiful. And then we're in there. He, he puts us in the house. And, uh, this man, and then there's these beautiful girls. My friend said, let's go back to um, the boat. Right? <laughs> and so the girl, the rest of you guys said, no, I don't want to go with them. Right? So the guy grabs them. The guy that's in the car, when he told him to no, go with him, and she said, no, I don't want to. So the guy grabs her and puts her face and smashes her face in the car. And <laughs> we're in the car, and she's the one that, and her face goes, boom. Oh, right? my God, right bro. Well, nobody goes, like, I don't go like that. I just look forward, right? <laughs> I didn't see shit, my, right? My friend goes like this. Mike, did you just see that? I said, yeah, but just don't say nothing, all right? Just don't say nothing. And so the girl came and called, and I said, hey, don't worry. You don't have to do nothing. We just want to get out of here from these guys. You know? And these guys drop us off, man. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. Hey, yo, no, look, I swear, Whoa. when you land in Moscow, yeah. It's a my, my, it's, it's a, a gloomy ass oh, feeling, listen, bro. Right? Like you because when I go some there, right? One day, one day I left my hotel room without telling anybody, and I went down Red Square. I wanted to take some pictures of Red Square yeah. and some of the pictures where um, Creator Great was there executing his friend. You know those yeah, things. Yeah. They're there. Those yeah. monuments are there. Yeah. And man, when that the security all drove up and caught pump up on with shotguns with machine guns all around me, don't ever leave without us. Oh, I'm like, shit. Yeah, real aggressive, <clears throat> like. <clears throat> Their calm is aggressive. Just the way they talk. Yeah, oh, listen, they scared people because I didn't want to go out with them because people see me with these guys with guns. It scares the girls. were scared. Everybody was. I said, I can't hang out with these guys. These guys are dumb. These guys, no way. It's really crazy. It's creepy. 
<laughs> if you're a famous person in Moscow and you have a lot of money, right. you walk around with um, armed guards. Well, somebody will kidnap you. No doubt about it. Yeah, that yeah no shit. doubt about yeah, it. I looked the other day. I had to go to fucking Mexico, Rosarita <laughs> Beach, and take game down. Yeah, there. that's scary too. That's so I, 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 you know, I did some what we call some bust ass shit, but I don't give a fuck. Whack one hundred, gonna keep it one hundred. I told the promoter, listen. I need police escort from fucking TJ to Rosarita Beach. That shit is out. <laughs> right? Already got my ground. They from fucking Hollywood. They got the insurance drivers in there. Right? So what scared me is when my ground showed up, no suits. They got regular boots on and jeans and wrinkles. I said, what the fuck you doing? Oh, no, we don't want them to know we're the drivers or the sprinters. Right? So we down at 1130 at night. So here we go. We going from Tijuana to Rosarito Beach. Scary stuff. Dude. The fucking cop. Scary. You know, police down there is just a word. Corrupt like a motherfucker. That's just a word. Yeah. That don't, yeah. They don't police <laughs> shit like how we police. So we get in there. Right? We get the job done. Immediately, there's no spinning out. We get back in the sprinters. This is when shit get fucked up. We get about 12 miles out from the border, and the police escorts makes a right and disappears on us. Oh, shit. So you know what I'm thinking. These motherfuckers know we got paid. It's going down. Mm. Right? So I tell my driver, I said, look, don't say nothing. Don't let nobody know we lost. Just try to follow the fucking map. But his map keeps buffering because <laughs> we're in Mexico. Right? They already did a trick on us because when we supposed to have your passport, right? When we came in, they, sc- they didn't scan nobody's passport. You know what that means? There's no record of us being here. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Now, they're going to check <laughs> your so passport sketchy. when you get to the fucking border coming back in case they want to hold your ass or extort you. So I tell everybody, keep 80 to 100 bucks in your pocket. No jury. That way, when they go down... Just tap the pocket, let them get what they going to get, and get on. So Fuck. I was scared as a motherfucker down there. We didn't make it out of there until like 3.30 in the morning. What the happened? Dr- the, dri- the driver found a taxi cab and uh. paid the taxi and said, I'll pay you <laughs> if you can get us to the border. See, when the police escort left us, I said, oh, shit. Why did they leave? Yo, listen, man, that's a motherfucking question. We'll never know. I know it's not the right way, but when I'm in situations, I just start freaking the fuck. (laughs) Fuck motherfuckers. And they should kill me. I'm sorry they didn't kill me in these strange countries. I started hitting them and fucking motherfuckers. My right hand on the law. I used to lose it. My wife is scared and all. Fuck, I used to lose it. Um, You know what, Bridget? That sound like me, right? That's right. My wife, think the right my wife thinks we're going to jail or they're going to kill us there in this oh, strange country. I'm just fucking freaking. The guy yeah, we were driving. scary, in, man. I mean, scary. Like Mexico is a, you know, yeah. Yeah. Egypt, the guy okay. in Egypt. Okay. Yeah. Say what? It's the guy away in Egypt. You never know. Oh, this <laughs> you, know what I'm you don't know. <laughs> Mike, know. can I light this up? Yeah, this is some good stuff. Yo, man, first of all, fuck that. You asking all these questions. Yeah, brother. Fuck, what's up with you? Because you look oh, like one of them crazy ass white boys. He's, gonna be, he's not <laughs> even a white boy, but check it out. He used to be fucking Chet or some shit. No, check him out. these tattoos with these crazy names I can't pronounce. <laughs> I don't know. Who the fuck are you? I don't explain that. Tell us who you are, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm from the 5, 7, and under crew, so... You know, you, you from the tall, tall dude. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> the tall dude. <laughs> what does that tattoo mean? Uh, what does that shit say? This? Yeah. This says V2 Alamen Pro Fatum, which means oh, sacrifice for Latin destiny. Shit, that's Latin shit. That means you're in the shit. Sacrifice for destiny. Now, that shit could be determined all kind of ways. We're going to let that go. You tell <laughs> us who the fuck are you? Where did you come from? And how did you end up sitting here with oh, this is all Mike great Tyson? Questions. These are Good great, question. Great question. Go ahead, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Eben. I played pro football. 
Gotcha. Six years, Jags and the Bears. I uh, was drafted in 2009, 39th overall. Born in New York City. Moved to L.A. when I was 10. Grew up in L.A. Went tell to high school. Your, tell about your grandma, though, too. My grandmother is Estelle Parsons. Uh-huh. She's an Academy Award-winning actress, for one for Best Supporting Actress in Bonnie and Clyde. And oh, oh, shit. Yeah. Nineteen sixty. With Faye Dunaway, right? Yep. Yeah, Faye Dunaway, Warren, Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty yeah. I retired from football in 2014. I started writing and talking about my experience with injuries and all the pills gotcha. and the opiates yeah. and how cannabis had been such a positive pain reliever throughout my football career. <sighs> Fuck, man. Do they I, test for marijuana in NFL? Yes. Yeah. Oh, shit. So even though it helps, illegal, you still dude. can't. Got you. That's what we're trying to explain. Talk gotcha. more, please. So I got out of the league. I started talking about the positive benefits of cannabis for football players or any athletes who experience a lot of injuries or brain trauma. Got you. This has become my my path, you know, speaking this truth about how cannabis helped me deal with all the concussions and the surgeries I had. You know, while the pills made me feel insane, cannabis really helped me recover and sleep. And so I meet Mike. I help him put on this summit. I bring in a bunch of athletes, NBA, NFL, uh, UFC guys. Mike, Mike, and I host it, and they're like, "Hey, man, well, we like your energy, we dig your vibe, we'd like you to come here. We don't know what you're going to do yet, but just come be a part of it." Let me ask you a question. Yeah, that movie. I don't know, was it Will Smith or somebody? It was a movie about yeah. football players yeah, yeah. concussion, right? Concussion. Yeah. yeah. How, how how true? What did you see that movie? Yeah, man. It's the that's. That's the number one problem with football right now, you know, is concussions and the CTE, chronic traumatic encephalopathy, which is what happens. You basically end up early onset Alzheimer's or dementia. So guys who are in their 40s are being diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Guys that I know who are in their late 30s. Yeah, because of all the head-to-head contact. And so what they've found in cannabis, our federal government has a patent on cannabinoids as neuroprotectants and antioxidants, that means they've seen in scientific studies that this shit helps protect the brain. And so for me, I used to smoke weed before playing football games. You know what's fucked you up, know? bro? Is at what point in time did the government consider marijuana, which is a natural herb, illegal? When it's almost as if God placed it here for us yeah. for the healing of the body. Yeah. You understand what I'm oh, saying? Oh, that's done even all. God placed so many other plants that we just but, don't know what you know, they are. Everything's not, here for a reason. Yeah, this is not, it's not like, co- you know, cocaine came from the poppy, then it's this, then it's that, yeah. then it's this. Then we taking it to do this, and then I survive. Yeah. This is some shit grows that out grows out of the ground. out of the ground. And from talking to everybody I talk to, it's like it helps them. It's like, yeah. a, you know yeah. what I mean? So why why would they have even con- what made them consider I mean, marijuana is, illegal this is where you get into conspiracy because theories, man. black people did it got you they want to it's one it's jazz, another the jazz, way. Players, the jazz players jazz yeah. players did. yeah well we thought it was funny when we watched cheech and chong yeah yeah it was humor then i know well that's sort of the you know there's been so much propaganda in 1937 harry henry anslinger and William Randolph Hearst just launched this huge propaganda campaign to talk about how Mexicans Mexican and blacks were smoking weed, 
going crazy and raping white women. Yeah. Gee, the hippie, you what know? about the hippie movement? Exactly. Well, then in the 60s, mm-hmm. Nixon took it upon himself to attack the two groups that were most detrimental to his presidency, which were the hippies, the counterculture movement, and the blacks. The black, yeah. So he went after the Black Panthers gotcha. and he went after the hippies. Gotcha. And that's all documented by yeah, his chief day, of staff somebody gave me that. some CBD water. Yeah. Yeah, that's good right, stuff. And they was telling man. me, they was like, it wasn't, because, you know, I don't smoke or nothing, right? So I'm like, yo, I don't want, they're like, nah, it's not marijuana. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's and, the non-psychoactive part. Yeah, exactly. Because there's THC. You know, and science, the funny thing is, man, science keeps proving more and more how beneficial cannabis is for us. Gotcha. You know? What That's why it's so much do. on the verge of becoming, you know, yeah, exactly. free. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. The only thing they're working on now is the feds want to see how they're going to tax it. It's like the prohibition. Once they can yeah. tax it, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I see it coming. The tobacco industry, because they already got yeah. motherfucking. Oh, they're already yeah, making they're ready. moves. So, yeah. yes, they got everything it takes to turn around and mass produce this shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I know. And when that happens. Hey, brother. We beat you. We got some CBD tobacco now too. Yeah, see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> we yeah, have man. that. We have that in our mind. Yeah, Tyson well, brand. We have CBD tobacco. I mean, I appreciate you. Yo, yo, listen. You Tyson just showed me some crazy shit. I don't know when it's coming in the near future, but he got this big ash resort. Yes, in Palm Springs. The whole world yeah. knows so about no it. longer you got to mm. go out there for Coachella and, and, and smell well, dust all damn day. I'm so whack on that point, man. As a guy coming into this, as a former athlete, you know, a guy who looked up to Mike. I used to yeah. watch Mike's knockout tapes before fucking night before games to get jacked yeah. up. You know, to come into a situation where I've got you know the epitome, the ultimate warrior of yeah. all time. Yeah. Who I can stand with and speak this truth. That's cool shit. And we could do this together. And he's got, he's doing it the right way, man. You know, yeah, with cool the shit. ranch. And I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. not beating nobody. I'm not beating no tax people. Everything's This is legit as fuck, man. Exactly. So it was a great opportunity for me. And I just feel blessed to be here. And I get to interview people. You know, cool this guy's, guy's like doing this game right now. They're beating taxes like a mother. They're going to get caught they up. They're all kind of mm. shit. They're, they're getting money, but they're yeah, going to yeah. get caught up. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? This Longevity is- equals success. So you got to do yeah. it right. The longer yeah. you can do something, the most chances you got to be in success with it. Yeah, man. You definitely do it right. I just, <clears throat> I'm just thankful. I'm thankful to be able to sit down. People like Mike and Frenchie and yourself, you know what I mean, to where you guys are giving me this platform because millions and millions of people are going to watch this. Because a lot of people think, you know, I, I fuck around a lot on social media. That's not really the <laughs> so, Oh, no, <laughs> yeah, whole time. Oh, I'm glad you said that. That's not really the whole time. What was the deal, man? You you fighting on, who are you fighting with? Who are you fighting, man? I mean. You fighting with the black man. I'm going to pull it out. Name? On Insta. Name? Which one? What was the name? Was Which the, one? The black guy. What was that black There's guy? There's so many. Be, what was the name? <laughs> yeah. Is it Kodiak Black? Who was it? Nah, nah, nah. Another, <laughs> a guy from New York, Troy Avenue. Was it him? Who was it? Nah, nah. No, he was it. Like, oh, Tretch. Tretch was going to be in here today. Nah, right? today. He was supposed see to be what it was? I'm glad Tretch wasn't here because out of respect, out of respect to Mike, I'd have had to act like he was invisible. Right? But you know what it is? A lot of people go to fucking with- is supposed to be here today, A lot of people go to fucking with my name. talking about? They go to fucking with my name and like get followers like- I think Tretch, this is what it was. Tretch got mad because I addressed some Tupac shit, right? And and and, and I understand the whole Tupac era, so I stand mm. on I Don't get it fucked up. I'm a Tupac fan of his music, mm. right? I just feel like certain things. Like, for instance, if I'm in, if I'm in New York, right, <coughs> and I'm with a bunch of guys from Brooklyn, and I'm in New York, and I'm with 20 guys from Brooklyn, 
and they see this dude or we see this dude that these dudes don't get along with, right? I'm not going to be the one to initiate that because this is not my jungle and he's not my politics. I'm going to roll with my team. Whatever they do, I'm going to ride with them. But I'm not going to initiate it because I don't know the politics behind what can happen with this, right? And I say that to say this. I think Tupac was so real about what he wanted to do. In some situations, he overdid it. Right. And, and I'm going I'm to speak this because Mike understands this because this is one of the nights of his fights. It was better decision making. If two, it was it was 30 power rules there and it was an issue with a Compton Crip. If Tupac would allow those power rules, you had everything from Suge to Buntry. Everybody was there that can call that shot. Right. So they're familiar with who this guy is. Right. But you know what? They know they in a hotel. Suge's on fucking nine year joint suspension. You know what I'm saying right now? Any trouble he get, he's going for nine Any years. Any film kicking Any somebody film, in the head. All this shit, right? So that, Trying to that decision <laughs> you know, at least. to kick that fight off, right? I stand behind this, was on the decision of those power rules and the homies. See, what happens is once Tupac took flight, the homies ain't got no choice but to take flight. Right, because they would him, right? Now, this is probably a decision they wouldn't have made. Now, because of that decision, a lot of shit got fucked up. He lost his life. Suge ended up going for five, six years. He lost his company behind this shit. A lot of families were affected. The hip-hop community was affected. So I feel like that was a point in time to where, and Tupac was young, 24, 25 at the time. That was was a point in time where I feel like as an individual, because that wasn't no rap shit, hmm. he overstepped his boundaries. Hmm. You know what I mean? Was he tied to any gang? Well, he was. He was signed to Death Row, and and he was. He started to associate and feel like heavy with the power rules, with the mild power okay. rules. You know what I'm saying? And and, that, and and that's another thing. Is like I'm always going to respect the guy that wherever they go, they they're who they are. I mean, but he was an entertainer, bro. He was right. good at what he did. Whether yeah. it was film, whether it was he's he was an in intellect. The yeah, he's yeah, an intellectual. You know yeah, he was great with that. Yeah. So. And I think what happens with the fans, even the fans that don't know him who wasn't even alive when he was alive, they take his history and they they fuck it up. All Tupac shot at the police. Tupac can tell you yourself. I shot at some white dudes that was beating up a brother. I didn't know they was off-duty police. I later found out. Because for you to say that, you're really fucking with his legacy of who he was, who he stood for. Now you're saying Tupac is a black dude running around shooting at police. And that really wasn't the case. Let's give the man credit for the things he really did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the rape situation. Uh, there was other politics caught up in that, <clears throat> and that really wasn't that really wasn't what that was. You know what I mean? I was some whole other setup shit, and he was a, he was a victim of that situation. Mm. But once again, I surrounded yourself with the, with the wrong people <clears throat> at the you know mm. at those times. But people misconstrued. I'm a Tupac fan. <clears throat> I know half his music by heart. I rapped it in yeah, the whole of solitary confinement. I worked out to a little way. So I think Tretch. When the movie came out, I made a comment about the movie. The recent one? Yeah. And, and I was, a, I was a, a lot of people don't know, Frenchie noticed, that movie was delayed because they couldn't get that music clear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, uh, uh, Death Row sold the Death Row catalog to E1 Music, which I have strong relationships. I do a lot of business in that mm-hmm. building. Two of my artists are signed in that building. Right now, I've been there 10 years. Ray J's hit Sexy Can I, The Game, The Documentary 2, all that came out of E1. So I made the phone call for mm-hmm. Benny Boone and, um, and LT to E1 to help 
speed up that process to get that damn music cleared. It was other things they had to do, but that was a major part of it, right? Because I had seen the preview. And in that preview, it was some things in there that they depicted, you know, where his mom, as far as when she was getting hired, I had a conversation with, with the people and like, you know, maybe you need to tone that shit down, right? But I knew me talking shit about the movie was going to drive people to watching the movie. Mm. People are so slow that the day of the movie, Frenchie, when I go buy a thousand tickets and gave them away? Of course. Like, I went myself and bought a thousand tickets from the box and took them to barbershops and said, if you come get your hair to this barbershop, you get a free ticket. So people don't, it doesn't dawn that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like So are people of, saying you're not a Tupac fan? Yeah, they say I'm a no. Tupac hater. What is no. it? Uh, <laughs> Tupac was with my wife before I was. You know what I mean? But these are fans saying crazy shit. So, Tretch, instead of doing his homework, spoke out of turn. I didn't know it. I, I had no you. idea until somebody told me the things he was saying. And, and once I heard, I went looking for him because they told me he was in L.A. <laughs> so I went to all the clubs, all the places he goes, and I was letting him know, I'm looking for you. Because I was real upset because I didn't know the dude and had nothing problems with the dude, mm. but he was saying some disrespectful shit. So yeah. I just wanted What did what, he say? He said all kind of, <laughs> made a fucking song, a diss song, all oh, kind of shit. shit. So I got it, Fritchie. I'm not, I let him know because they tell me go to this spot in Eaglewood called the GS Sports Club. GS is live. Y'all ever in Eaglewood, LA? Stop by the GS is a sports lounge. It's real cool food, everything, entertainment. So I went over there looking for him because they say he's there every night. So the owner called called him. He said, yo, Wax here looking for you by himself. Nobody with him. He wants to talk to you about this shit you've been saying on the internet. Just like that. Just like that. So, dude, I stayed, waited 30 minutes, an hour. They said, yo, he's at a spot in Hollywood. I streamed on to Hollywood. At this time, Big U, everybody in the, in the streets trying to catch me before I catch him. They like whacked him, flew out the motherfucking header. We got to catch this motherfucker. Because they know telling what he going to do when he saw. So I never seen him. And never ran into him. And I started getting the phone calls the next day. People called me. The homies from the Booyah tribe. Mm. You know, everybody <laughs> calling me. You know, like, Wack, you got to let it go. So, I, I listen, I was a man of my word. I let it go. But, you know, Wack, you know, I I, 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 I be in places. You know, I get backstage. I'm a red carpet. I'm at, you know, the weirdest places. And I just hope you hold on to what it was. Because we definitely got to put some closure to that. And listen, I promise you, I, I promise you, I'm not a bully. I, I'm not into torturing shit no more, so I'm, I'm going to make it fast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> about torturing, man. I'm going to make it fast. I'm going to make because I always got this thing in my head that I want to outdo Tyson. And that's why when I get my fights, I'm like, Tyson did some shit in like seven seconds. <laughs> so I'm trying to make it like 3.8. It'll be real fast, my brother. I promise you. Like, don't, I don't give a fuck where we at. Barbara Streisand. Whatever it is, don't <laughs> act like you didn't say what you Bob said. Was don't act like you didn't say what you said. Because it's definitely going to be a trick. Oh, shit. Yo, Fritchie, you didn't been with me dozens of places. Yo, man. I don't want to hear nobody at Barbara Streisand's concert. I don't oh, give a, nigga. Hey, listen, man. This it's going to be classically it's gonna be. white. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Yo, but Mike, listen. How long have you been doing this cannabis thing? For around four years, huh? Four years. Yo, I, yeah. I mean, can you tell these people about what you just showed me? He just showed me some crazy no, the, shit. Um, the first of its kind state-of-the-art cannabis-friendly um, resort. The ranch. Waterfalls. The wave pool. Basketball, race runs, concert halls, tranquility, horseback riding. I mean, yo, you name it. 
Yeah. It's crazy. It's dope. I don't even smoke weed and I'm going. <laughs> Me and the whole family. It's I might dope. even bring the pastor. Fuck. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm Hell saying? Yeah, the pastor would love it. We have pastors there as well because every now and then people want to get married, so they get married there. So, so. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Hell yeah. Hey, you know what? In the chapel. When the first church opens that allows you to smoke weed during the goddamn service. <laughs> Everybody gonna lose members. Hey, listen, um, a hundred years from now, this world's gonna be totally different. Totally different. Definitely. And I'm trying to, you know, stay living. You know, once we we, we go to the afterlife, but you know, I want my name to be out here, Tyson. Ranch. What you mean, your name? Na- well, you want your name to be out here <laughs> on another branch? Yeah. You already Mike Tyson. Yeah. yeah. I never think about that guy. No you know what I'm I saying? I get away from that guy. I want this guy. Now. I'm I ain't fucking- gonna lie. I probably shouldn't say that, but Frenchie, let me scoot over a little bit. <laughs> you know. You're a comedian. Every time, yeah, he, he, is, every right? time he totally listen, is, man. What every time I find myself looking at a motherfucking ear, I think about Mike Tyson. Oh, Yo, yeah, nigga. Yo. <laughs> Listen, right? I'm gonna tell you something, man. Yo, look. Yo, no, yo, no, listen, listen right? Yo, no, this is the real deal, can right? You tell me, fuck that. What the fuck? Because I watched that clip. I'm like, okay, boom, boom, boom. And then out of nowhere, because see, you fuck with pigeons. Yeah. You didn't fuck with fighting pet bulls. So I no. said, well, maybe he's reenacting. I said, nah, I might fuck with pigeons. Pigeons don't lock up. Out of nowhere, it was just what the fuck it was. Do you remember? Did you say, fuck it, this is what I'm going to do? Or did you black out and then it happened? And then, like, what? No, I just fucking, last time I remember, I said, this motherfucker's going to die. And it was on. Damn. So you started with the ear. Yeah. That's why I fuck with you, right? I'd have bit his nose, Because you burnt lip, down anything. your irrational. I would have bit anything. I'd have bit his balls, his dick. I ripped his Yeah, because the way you did anything. it. See, listen, for a motherfucker to bite a motherfucker is one thing. <laughs> But the bite and viciously rip. Rip a piece off. That, yeah, you know, yeah. I was like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. So now I know yeah. Mike was like, this motherfucker. Now, Mike, keep yeah. it real. Did you make the decision that this motherfucker going to die because he hit you with a crazy blow and wrung your shit? <laughs> or did he cheat and headbutt? Like, what made you say? Dig, right? He was headbutting the shit out of me, right? <laughs> but that was cool, too. But the nigga was just ringing my fucking bell. Oh, you <laughs> 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 I want fuck yeah. with fight. Hey yo, listen, I remember I was fighting this dude, dude named Babyface from Full Trade Gang. Mm-hmm. So me and this dude used to fight all the time, Juvenile Hall. And he wins some, I lose some. But one time I seen him and rushed him because I didn't think he saw me, right? <laughs> and the motherfucker caught me with some like a combination from the the, the, the knuckles to the elbow, right? <laughs> now Mike, you know what I'm saying? I saw a bunch of little bitty stars. They was everywhere. So what I did, I said, shit, man, this motherfucker knocked me. I never been knocked out, right? So I bagged up. I said, oh, you hit like a bitch. I'm really trying to recuperate, right? You know, I see two That's stars. That's that Muhammad Ali shit. Yo, listen, <laughs> three stars disappeared, five more popped up, right? So I told myself after that, I never told nobody this, but I'm going to keep it real. So we locked back up, right? So the police break us up. I was happy as a motherfucker they broke us up, right? So when I go to the hole, come back, I say, shit. I done fought this motherfucker like nine times. We even. I'm going to find a way to be this motherfucker friend. Because that last time was the first time I ever came close to being knocked out. Mm. So I understand that shit brings that anger in you. It's like it scares you, but it makes you mad when you're a warrior. You Mm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Mike telling me he was ringing my bell, motherfuckers, motherfucking go die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't get it right, nigga. Put my, yo, okay. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Motherfucker, you get mad. Oh, motherfucker. Oh, motherfucker. You can't do nothing about it. Oh, you motherfucker. Yeah, man. Oh, Shout out to Soldier Boy and Chris Brown. We almost had it. Oh. Me and Frenchie Nigga, put that you know how much money together. it was? Hey. I ain't know this is real. Soldier Boy was sick. I ain't know these people yo, was going to pay that money to see the fight. Did you hear? Yo, did you let him hear? I got the recordings. You was training Chris Brown. I got Evander Holyfield to yeah. train Soldier Boy. Oh, they talked on the phone, yeah. strategy, all that shit, no, bro. No, but listen, I got right. the contracts. Listen. I, I did I my side. I didn't know how much yeah. these people want to see these guys. Soldier Boy signed my contract. The public want to see these guys fight. Hey, yo, what's going to go down hey, around this bitch? No, we can't can say um, the number now. What's that yeah, guy? Pay to view want to see these guys fight. Hey, man. Can you I mean, believe that? We had, we had hundreds of millions on the motherfucker. No, no, but can you man. believe they want to see these two <laughs> niggas fight? It, it was finna go down around this People want to see these guys fight. And that soldier boy motherfucker ready to fight. Who pulled out? Chris Brown Chris pulled Brown. out. His, no, his, I didn't know how serious his it was. Pride pulled out. I didn't know how serious it was. I said, this, this is going to be on. I'm going to get some money. I'm coming back. And he pulled out. I thought I was coming see, back. Listen, I had him back. I told, I told her, I said, yo, Frenchie, fuck that. Mike want to train Chris Brown? Fuck that. I'm hey, going to get Evander to train hey, yeah. Soldier Boy. I got Evander on the phone, told him what it was. I said, he said, Mike, he said, Mike, he said, Mike, it don't make sense to why I'm training a rapper. I don't get it. I said, motherfucking Mike Tyson training up home. He said, what? Get Soldier Boy on the phone. We're going to yeah. go with strategy right now. Hey, yo. I put Mike and Chris on the phone, bro. Yeah, bro. Like, <laughs> no. Hey, yo, that shit would have made history, bro. Oh, that would have made some money. I hey, you know what? For the record. want to see these guys fight. For the record. Like a real funny, fight. Like no, a real for the record. Fight. I don't think um, Chris Brown. Well, no. Chris Brown wasn't scared. I just think he probably came to his senses of, of who he was exactly to the to the commute to the music. Chris Brown is not your. He's like the Bobby Brown. Yeah, what of kind of kid? You know him? Who? Chris Brown? Chris, yeah, yeah. I, yeah like, I, I know, but I don't know. I never but hang he's around. He Chris. called him out though. See the thing. I know he him called, around Chris. For he a while. called Soldier Boy out. Soldier Boy accepted. Yeah. and all this shit. So I just think. Well, you hung around Chris like you chilled with him before. Yeah, I fuck with Chris. He what cool. kind of nigga is that? I mean, Chris is like I said. He was like, he, no, he's you know over the last year, he, you ain't heard nothing. But Chris yeah. was. Chris was the motherfucking Mike Tyson of I remember R&B. he was doing his thing too. He, he got caught up with the, with the fight with yeah, the chick. He was on some other shit. So <laughs> when he called Soldier Boy out, I was expecting Soldier Boy to be scared. So when Me I too. Met, when I met when <laughs> I, I met was too. when I met with the little homeboy, shout out to Waxstar from Fooktown, he set the meeting up and that motherfucking Soldier Boy said, "What? <laughs> fuck that! With a contract, I'm ready to go right now." Wow. He signed, so I was assigned to Soldier Boy. He was assigned to Chris Brown. Me and my wife drove way to motherfucking Vegas to the MGM at Hall Spot. And Soldier Boy came down, signed it. He's sitting with Chris Brown. I sent him a screenshot. Chris Brown telling him, man, that motherfucker ain't going to fight. Frenchie like, shit, I got the contract right here. He just signed in Vegas. <laughs> we, bro, can you imagine Soldier Boy, Chris Brown, Mike Tyson, Cray, and Chris? Fucking Evander claiming Bro, so. we got merchandising j- hey, bro, deals and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 I knew, I knew people got, wanted like, to see him fight. I'm hey, talking about serious deal. Hey, pay-per-view, I'm talking Netflix, about. Netflix deal and Netflix, everything. Yeah, bro, everything was. T-Mobile, everybody coming to the table. Man, Shit listen, was going man. down. Listen, since you know those guys, right? And tell them, they ain't going to hurt. It's going to be like, what, three rounds or so? You get any of those guys, the fucking, they're going to make so much money, oh, they, they might not even do music no more. No, no, for real. No, serious. They might not do music no more. After that fight, I was gonna make a killer, but I think Chris just kind of like Chris wanted him to just be like, 
No, that's stupid. Now, yeah, yeah probably, but yeah. see, Chris had called him out, but I think as time went, a week or two, three weeks went, Chris kind of like came to because Chris, Chris is really a real intelligent. Oh, uh, definitely. I, Chris definitely. Probably, I, no, but, Chris probably get high. That nigga was getting but, high. But, 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 but shit, Chris, probably. you know, Chris get angry and, and Chris, you know, like all of us, no, like Chris fuck get that. high and talk shit. You know, he reacts. You know, I think he reacted as as he came down off of it. He was like, "Man, that ain't my fucking life." What was he mad about? Oh, what the fuck? What, I think he called my bitch. But I was betting on Chris Bryant. <laughs> I thought Chris was going to do it too, but Chris said, no, nah, I don't want to do this I, shit. I, like I said, I don't think Chris didn't do it because he didn't think he was going to win. I just think he kind of came to his senses. His mother probably talked to him. Yeah, you know, there, somebody there else of stuff talked around, to him, like, and it, that's just what it was. He was know, ready to start a His manager, he got stuff, a great right? manager, aunt probably yeah, got aunt, his yeah, ear. Good, good you people. Because Soldier Boy, I mean, Chris was ready to fight. Yeah, yeah. He was gonna make some. <laughs> Chris was gonna walk away with ten, fifteen million fucking dollars, bro. I was gonna at least get two, nigga. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. How long was the training? A nigga, month? No. As long as he bro, wanted, no. Listen, as long as we he even wanted, had it nigga. set up to where they was gonna do the twenty four seven shit. I was yeah, gonna take the nigga up the mountain. I was of course, all that make shit. it a whole HBO thing. Gonna go down, man. So I gotta go take Soldier Boy some money today. I'm glad we talking about him. Oh LA God. County Jail put some money on his books. Whoa, so, well, yeah, what the fuck? Wow. How he gonna get out? Uh, he be out next month. They gave, they like, they they gave him like 240. Bob, same shit. Didn't do his community service. Had the forest community service. Somebody probably told on his ass, and then that's what it was. <laughs> And then he kept getting a little problem. You know, when you're on probation, you got to, like, Ugh. square up. You can't mm. be fucking around no more. You know what I'm saying? Oh, when I used to do community service, and it was the best shit for me. Oh, you you, you, would, you used to go out there for real? Oh, I used to go out to community service. I do. I go help some of the homeless people. You probably people. loved it. I loved it, too. And then sometime in those homeless shows, there was some there was some beautiful fucking women. They're just homeless. And I, I, <laughs> oh, and, yeah. shit. Mike was just having a ball. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, I ain't going to front it. My wife was homeless, and I seen her. I definitely would have cleaned no, her. No, hey, hey. It's some dime pieces in <laughs> the homeless shelter. Shout out to Sheep Boss. It's some dime I'd pieces. I'd have cleaned you up, baby. Hey, listen, I'd have put you in the suite at the Motel 6 for the first couple days. Just to see Shout if you was gonna run bumps. on me, but yeah, that's you know, I, I said, "What are you doing here?" I was there here helping like I was. <laughs> they were in there. I didn't know <laughs> this guy. Wow. Oh shit! You know we got the Blueface. Blueface going on his first headliner tour. Star in July. What's oh. the song he's in? What's the song? I see Tatiana, him on Bust Down. I don't know that song, but I saw he. No, how's it go? Sing it, nigga. Bust down, Tatiana. <laughs> Tatiana. Then there in the music go then then. But see, he, he says crazy gangster shit in some of the music. See, what made me like him is that he made me stop and rewind and say, "Yo, what the fuck?" He, like he said shit like, "Mop the floor, hide the west sign, just to catch a nigga slipping." So I'm like, wait, hold on. What the fuck is this motherfucker just <laughs> said? He gonna mop the floor, hide the west side to catch a motherfucker slipping, right? Listen, he said some shit like, I do a bitch cold and then I give her a blanket. You know, like shit like that. You know, <laughs> you know he says crazy like, she called me mama, I don't even know her daddy. You know, that kind of crazy shit. <laughs> so he says crazy shit. And it's kind of like, you know, he's a character. He's very, uh, you know, that, that's nephew. I fuck when he from schoolyard. Nipsey Hustle was saying in his rap. His father met his mother at the Century Club. I said, fuck, I used to hang out at the, the Century, Century Club. Club. Ain't that some crazy mm. shit? Fuck. 
I'm mean, yeah. I used to hang out every fucking day, every fucking night, every night, over day, all night party, never missed a fucking day in LA. Yo, listen, Mike said <laughs> I would be in my limo and I'd go to somebody's house, drive her around, else I'd go stay at night with and get back in my limo, drive around and go to somebody else's house. Mike party. told us <laughs> the Mike Tyson, the real Mike Tyson movie is coming. And the reason why I want to see it because Mike is the only boxer who brings the whole culture together. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Mike was really a part of all that shit that was going on. Like, Mike was pulling up a nigga's projects in the bins and getting out and hitting the chirp to lock the door and walking. No security, no nothing. Like, it was some regular shit. So everybody loved Mike. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mike gonna stop in the middle of where and have a conversation with his people. So he yeah. was never bigger <clears throat> than, than where his people came from. So we definitely looking forward to that. Um, yeah, it's no, going to be awesome. No, people came. I came to L.A. in um, 84 right, for the Olympic stuff, right? Wow. And so some girls, we met some girls, and they started driving us in the city, Beverly Hills and stuff. And I'm saying, wow, but I never met people that looked so nice before. I mean, these nice-looking people. These are great dresses, tang, nice yeah, hair, yeah. driving their convertibles, hanging out in Beverly, going to um, little... You know, I mean, stands where they have the food at and the yeah. shakes and all. Mm-hmm. Everybody looks nice. Everybody's smiling at you. Everybody's friendly. I thought I want to move here. Mm. Right? And so I started boxing. And the next thing you know, 86, I got married to this girl. I moved in. Oh, wow, dude. Yeah, microphone. I never man. fucking left. <laughs> How old were you in 84? I was 18. 18, wow, yeah. dude. Yo, Mike, and know what else, too? <clears throat> the girls were so fucking, because I ain't never had no pussy before. And the girls were so easy to get pussy. And I said, holy shit. <laughs> Oh, shit, I never had no pussy and they got got fuck. So Mike, you got your first piece of pussy in, in LA? Yeah. Wow. Oh shit. shit. It was like that in New York? Huh? I ain't know what the fuck I was doing the fight all the time, oh, man. God. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody wanted to give it up. It's hard to get, man. You gotta talk to meet the parents, all that stuff be nice. Yes, man. So listen, but I always I listen. I always wanted to shout so, out look, to the LA. What does <laughs> fucking abroad? How does that uh, affect you when you train in box? No, it doesn't. It doesn't affect you. <laughs> so that's awesome bullshit. It doesn't affect you. Yeah. Everything, listen, everything, everything, performing, <clears throat> sports, singing, everything, it's all about purity. You know, that all comes from gotcha. a divine perspective. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Everything from a purity perspective. Don't yeah. have enough sex, don't drink nothing, don't do this yeah, before yeah, yeah, your yeah. sports, don't do nothing. Everything has to be pure at this particular time. Mm. And that's just and that's just where the, all the... Yo, Mike, you think Floyd getting back in the ring? Absolutely, yeah. Think mm. so? Yeah. When do you think he should stop? When he's ready. Oh, <laughs> Well, yeah, that motherfucker, he shit. You can't... Uh, hey, listen. He didn't prove me we, wrong. We, I we thought Pac y'all had a we say, we say We say we're going to stop, but that thing rings. So you, you can't control it. Gotcha. You have no control over it. Yeah. Gotcha. You yeah. know, people say they got control. They can't control Shout it. out to Floyd. Shout out to my... <clears throat> Floyd's team over there. How can you? Got I mean, my boy Shotty Mac over there for that moment, for that forty-five minutes, whatever time it is. You're a god. Gotcha. How can you give that up? No, that's real. Yeah. Mm. You never had nothing. You're a fucking bum all your life. You know what, mom? Yeah. What do you think about the? Uh, poor all life, and now you're a fucking. Mike, what you think oh, about brother, the? Uh, you got to give that up. Yeah. What you think about the brother out of Brooklyn, the heavyweight, Brian's bomb. What do you think about it? Oh, in Brooklyn, Wilder, 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 Wilder's improved a lot. Oh, he's improved, he man. I was improved a lot. No, he fucked up. He's improved a lot. 
improved. I was right talking here. about it like with a friend, man. He, he did like nice improvement. Improved I know one thing. Right. That old school dude came up in there with that bullshit and confused him a little bit. Who's that? Oh, uh, dude, Tyson Fury. UK. Fury. Yeah. Tyson Fury. He came in there with that old school. He's doing some shit. They're like, you know, you're like in your mind. What the fuck is he doing? What the fuck? He's gonna get fucked up. And boom, boom. He scored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he scored. A lot of people didn't realize. It was close as it was, not because he was whooping dudes. That he was scoring. Mm, yeah, mm. he was scoring. You know what I mean? So he got dropped, but he didn't knock him out. So it was, it was, it was. I wouldn't get back in the ring with that old motherfucker sure. if I was him. He don't have to though. Everybody, listen. It's just um, fighting's not like it used to be. Everybody should always fight the best, the best you regardless yeah. of what team you're on. If yeah. you lose your man, we fight again. We build him up and give him another fight. Time because it's all about really making money. You know? Mm. Yeah. No, nobody wants to lose, but you're gonna stay. You're gonna stay undefeated as long as you can, because you're gonna make the most money. And then one day you lose, boom! But you still got that fucking drawing card. You're gonna still make the most money. Yeah. It's all about making money. Exactly. You know what I mean? When you're young, you're supposed to be the best, the best. But it's all about making, making money. money. That's the whole objective: making money. Exactly. You know, but we get in our ego. We don't think about that no more. When that God. change for you, Mike? See after I mean? you won it, after you won the title, did you then did it turn into a business, or was it always? Were you always business minded? No, I was always um, caught up with fucking being this fucking figure and shit. Yeah. You know? The best. Yeah. Mike took care of a lot of people, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he was spending sure. a lot of money. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. how you do You got to yeah, do it like that. If you got it, everybody else have it. That's how you got to yeah. do it. It has to be that yeah. way. But I think just as an athlete, you, you know, for so long, it's about being the best. Yeah, but the guys right. who do it for the longest are the guys who realize, oh, this is a business. This is about yeah, making money. Absolutely. And then they start to treat it that way. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, you know? exactly. We take advantage of our celebrity. We use ourselves. We whore ourselves. We know the people love us. The people are going to pay to see us. But I'm yeah, not at my best. I'm not going to give them. Right. I'm going to be at my best for them. But still they're going to pay because they're, 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 they're romantically involved with me. Mm. They have a perspective about me that's not even true. Yeah. Listen, at Mike's age right now, I'm tell you how true that is. If him and Evander said right now. Sell it fighting out. pay per view. <laughs> Sell that it out. Motherfucker goes. Sell it out. They still want me and him to fight. Floyd Mayweather. Right now, they're still want me and fight Vander. Right now. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, I mean, definitely. Crazy. How, how do you feel about that, Mike? <laughs> I don't fucking ain't fighting. You know no what I'm saying? <laughs> so look, Mike, you know, I'm a businessman. <laughs> I, I was thinking, Fritchie, you know, Halloween coming up. <laughs> so I was wondering if I can do something with you to patent the Halloween ear. Yeah. We're going to call it the Evander. <laughs> Because oh, I don't know Maybe the mic You know what I'm saying And it's just gonna be like Half of the ear gone You know what I'm saying But we're gonna dedicate You know what I'm saying All Mike, right. You ain't tripping are you? Nah, uh, There we no, go Halloween we hey, coming The hey, blue face mask With the Evander Holyfield ear Listen Coming to, coming to a <laughs> You know how many um, <laughs> Halloween 2019 For like um, For like $200 a whop $180 a whop Um how many people here I took a picture with and got paid oh, yeah. for over like oh, six, God. seven million dollars? What, what that? Just taking yeah. pictures. Yeah, picture pictures with the ear, like me biting my ear, biting Pretending to bite yeah. somebody's oh, ear. Wow, that's and they fined me three million dollars for it. Did I made my money up twice. <laughs> Who <laughs> find you? No, well, the, the committee, nigga. Oh. <laughs> the, oh, the committee. Oh, that's some crazy shit. You got to give up three million dollars, motherfucker. Fuck, dude. 
Shit, shit man. man. It's I been great. myself, man. This was a great. Actually, it's my first podcast. Never did a podcast, man. You got to stay. Nah, you talk about wanting to be out. You got to stay great, on podcast. podcast. Podcasts are bigger, the word out. are bigger than being in a news station. You, yeah. you need yours. Yeah. Yeah, my shit would be reckless. Yeah. You need yours. Yeah. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? My shit yeah. You want to be on the scene. This is what it is. I fucked me up. I didn't think about that. I thought about let's go to It's called a news station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where it's at. More people are looking at than this news would. Yeah, that's real. Plus, it never goes away. It's always going to live on that platform. Yeah. Hey, brother. Thank yeah. you so much, man. Nah, it's all love, Frenchy. man. <laughs> Thank you, dude. Man, you got me on camera, man. Yeah, I love that. Man. Frenchy. Mike. Yeah, fuck. what? Great you got, you, Did you meet Frenchy's woman, man? Nah, motherfucker. We, we ain't meet him. This is a motherfucking imaginary fucking woman. So I'm thinking he's opened up another Mike Tyson's fitness nah, center in Australia. This is an imaginary woman. I don't think this chick exists, man. <laughs> fuck she is. She's on the plane all What's the time. Picture? You got a picture? I Frenchy. got a picture, man. You do? Yeah. Oh, Picture with you with her. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so is she, is she Australian? No, she's from Africa. She's from Zimbabwe. Oh, listen, right? Oh, this is what... Zimbabwe I'm a YouTube, I'm gonna listen, No, yes, listen. Sir. I'm, a, I'm a YouTube nigga now, right? Peep game. <laughs> no, peep game. This is what I know what's going on all over the world. Right now in Australia, they have a big epidemic with Sudanian Africans. Yes, yeah, It's gangs crazy. out there. And the people... Oh, no shit. They're, still, yeah. they're not as bad as the people say, but they get bad reputation. People yeah. are making up shit about them. They're mm-hmm. really yeah, fucked yeah, yeah. up. People, some of them probably are, but these, yeah. the majority of them are just good oh, kids. Oh, the game is fucked. They don't have no fathers in the house. Most of the fathers died in the war, so it's just a mother raising. And you can't raise no young boy. When he comes to life, he's gonna go out into the world, and with the skills he know, which is nothing, he's gonna get in some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what's happening now. They're, you know, they're, they're fearless of the cops. The cops, are, you know, crazy. Cops don't have guns there. I don't believe. Damn, you know about the Sudanese like things yeah. over there. That's crazy. I got YouTube. I know any accent, nigga. <laughs> Yo, well, listen. Just for the record, because I didn't know uh, to Miss Frenchie. I didn't know, so I, I kind of like made him available to the world. Come on, man. I'm just saying, like, when you gonna bring her to meet the family? Like, what? The f- yeah, she's coming. She's coming. Yeah, get some babies out here. Yeah, you know, definitely. Listen, right? I remember when <laughs> some little Frenchies. You know what I'm saying? Some we call Frenchies. him Frenchy. You know, he's from the Congo. He speaks fluent French. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Louis. That's because that's because the French colony colonized yes. them. Yes. Yeah, you know French. Yeah. Like, uh, like some African <laughs> colonies only speak English. Yeah, true. Because English colonized them. For they sure. colonized our family. What's the the native language? Congolese. Lingala. 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 But you, you guys don't know that, but. He's from Congo. I'm Congo. He's too. from Congo. I took my too. Blood oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Get my DNA. I'm from Congo. Really? Yeah, he is. That's I want to cool, do that Mike. shit. French, where I do that at? Take the blood. Uh, 23 and me? Yeah, you, you can do like different yeah, things. I definitely want to do yeah. it. He's from Congo. Yeah, like 40% wow, of my bro. Bro. 40% yeah. of my yeah. ancestry is from the Congo. Real, what else? The real bone uh, And, and uh, other that countries, small countries. Small. Yeah. After that, it was some rape shit going yeah, on. Yeah, big time. You know what I'm saying? You know how that shit went. Definitely. But I ain't gonna lie, man. Shout out to them crazy motherfuckers that brought us from the Africans. Because without all that shit we went through, the slave trade and all that shit, would none of us be sitting here right now. Definitely. Not in the United States of America. Wow. You gotta look at stuff like this. No, look at it like you know this. You know, um, it's very interesting when you say that because um, we, from all of our experience in life, you know, you, me, everything, yeah. you knew when your mother and family, yeah. when you're a kid and everything, seeing people pass away that you love and everything, and you say to yourself, hey, what happens after this is over? Yeah, it's real. You know what I mean? What, what's the real deal, you know? Mm. We talk a lot of shit. We say, you know, when it's gone, it's gone. I'm ready to go see Allah or whatever. But, you know, what do we expect? 
what do we prepare to expect for? Yeah. I know this is not over like boom because I'm the probably our yeah. body's gone. Yeah, but you know what do you well, think? Well, don't know if you dripped up. Hey, listen, I got this fucked up thing. You did a bunch of fucked up shit in life. They turn your ass into a chicken or something, motherfucking <laughs> rat, a rock, oh, a rock, a rock, a mountain. <laughs> Just, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what. But know what's the? I, I, this is so ironic that I found out, which blows my mind. If all the ants on this planet died, all of us would die. If all the fish in the ocean die, all of us would die. I mean, if they, if all the trees yeah. would die, we would, the planet would die. Because everything is needed. If all of everything us die, the planet something. would flourish. Damn. Yeah, that's real. If all of us die, the planet don't give off. It's going to flourish. Yep. That's real. You know what I mean? So the planet don't need us. So what is our purpose here? Yeah, that's real. Hey, we need to find a motherfucking goat. Don't need everything, to drive a Rolls everything Royce. Everything else, everything else is. We fuck everything, everything else, up. Pollution. Anything else become extinct? The planet's dead. Everything else, anything else on this planet, uh, the, the species become extinct. The planet planet's dead. dead. But the human beings, we die. It's gonna flourish more. Flourish, yeah. It doesn't need us. Why are we here? Why does it put us through all the things we see? Level ones of our die in front of us, and we panic, we lose our mind, and then we die. Why are we here to see all that? Yeah, that's real. What is that? What is that purpose here for? That's real. You make a whole bunch of money. You're gonna die anyway. You're gonna enjoy it really. That no. So what's gonna happen? Yeah, that's you know? real. And then when you look at it, you get fifty or something. You say, wow, this is almost over. No, that's some real shit. Because when you're eighteen, nineteen, you can't even see fifty. No, well, fifty is old fucking man. 40, yeah, you see that shit coming around the corner, but you still feel great. Yeah. So you say, what, why is that? I can't die. No way. I feel invincible at 40. Yeah, that's true. Man, listen. It was nice being here. It's awesome, man. I know my wife got to go to the yeah, market. Yeah, no, that's right. I got a red eye, I got a red <laughs> eye <laughs> flight to fucking New York tonight. Hell yeah, brother. You know what I'm saying? You spend a lot of time in New York. Safe, man. Yeah, I'm always in New yeah. York. I'm it's always awesome. in New York. Always. Love New York. It's dope, you know man. Mean, so, uh, Shout out to NYC. All day. Brooklyn, Brownsville. Brooklyn, baby. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, yeah, that, that's where you from, huh, Mike? Yeah. Never ran, never win. All right, Mike. Mike, you still got that crazy-ass pitching fucking cage you had in Vegas? Yeah. You moved it out here? No, no, I didn't move it. I still have it there. Got, so you going back, checking on I'll your pigeons? I go pigeon. back and check them back. I have somebody take care of them, though. I have somebody gotcha. there. Nice. A motherfucking yeah. Mike pigeons drink. Fucking, what, what, is it core? Fiji, Fiji, Fiji water. Fiji water. <laughs> Mike pigeons drink Fiji water. Do they really? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he need to get a sponsorship for that shit. Yeah, man. Yeah, no. we, you know, my birds, my birds are the, old, the oldest thing I had in my life. Well, Always yeah. been there day one. Yeah, nine years wow. old, I had birds. It's amazing. Damn. Any of the same ones? No, but just my whole life I always had birds. What's their lifespan? I had bird 20 years old before. Wow. 16, 17. That's cool. You know? Yeah. In the wild, they don't live much. They don't live probably three years or something. Oh, really? If they're lucky. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Fuck, man. Great episode. We got to do this shit again, man. Definitely. Hell yeah, brother. Come, Come back any time, man. Come back with your blue face. Love it, brother. I'll bring Birdman and blue face back. Oh, yeah. That would be Festival in this month. All right, what y'all. What is Birdman doing, man? What's happening with him, man? Birdman, him and Slim, you know, they made me the VP of Cash Money, so I started Cash Money All right, so what kind of relationship Hell you yeah, got dude. with Lil Wayne? Uh, well, I got a great relationship oh, with cool. Lil Wayne. Birdman and Lil Wayne talking. They on speaking terms now. They talk, they text. Slim always been on speaking terms with everybody. You know, Birdman and um him and him and Tony Braxton, man, you know, they real happy together. You know what I mean? So he been he just kinda rejoined his life and laying back and, and doing what he's doing and still allowing us to utilize his platform, man, to continue music and giving us an opportunity that we probably wouldn't have got with anybody else. Longevity, man. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, shout out to Birdman, the whole cash money, Tony Braxton, Slim. 
You know what I mean? Shout out to everybody on that side, man. We love you, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Now, he going to come up, too. I'm definitely going to bring him. Yeah, bring him. Bring him. All right, shit. West up, man. Shout out to Mike Tyson. Tyson Ranch coming soon. Hell yeah, y'all. Fred Frenchie, Mike Tyson Fitness Center. And you know what? And we're going to use this a publicist right here. Fuck Don King. (laughs) Okay. Okay, another great episode of Hot Boxing. I'm Mike Tyson. I'm Evan Britton. And we out of here. Hey. Out, (laughs) y'all. Peace. Mike 100 says fuck Don King. Thank you guys so much for listening. Your support is greatly appreciated. If you head over to hotboxingpodcast.com, you will find the latest merch available, hoodies, t-shirts, hats. Share it with your friends. Share it with your mom and dad. I'm sure they'd love it too. You know, this show is very family friendly. Maybe not kids, but parents. Parents and their grown children. I love it.